At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You may know Jackson Pollock, the painter famous for his iconic drip paintings. But what do you know about his wife, artist Lee Krasner? On Death of an Artist, Krasner and Pollock, the story of the artist who reset the market for American abstract painting, just maybe not the one you're thinking of. Listen to Death of an Artist, Krasner and Pollock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. right here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. It is not Scott Seidenberg on the show tonight. It's rather Greg Peterson. Scott was just on the night cap, did a terrific job there. A little bit of moving and shaking as follow the money is going to be hitting the road. So happy to be in on this wonderful. If you're out here on the West Coast Monday night, if you're out there on the East Coast, congratulations. It is a very early Tuesday morning and got a pair of guests that are going to be joining the show tonight. Got Mike Pritchard does a terrific job over here at VSIM when it comes to everything. Pretty much every single day of the week, the guy does some work on the weekends when it comes to the NFL Sundays, Monday through Friday, you're able to hear him on the network. And then you've got John Von Tobel of the edge. And then he also does the opening line show every Sunday as well. He's going to be coming up. John Von Tobel is 1130 PM Pacific. That is 230 AM Eastern. And then Mike Pritchard, an hour earlier. That's 10.30 p.m. Pacific, 1.30 a.m. Pacific. So we've got you locked and loaded there. Going to be taking a look at what is going to be a really good card of college basketball on Tuesday. I always give out a New York Post pick when it comes to college basketball. So I will be giving you guys that. So we're going to have you covered there. We're going to be taking a look at some updated NFL features because, as we know, Monday Night Football wound up going down with not a lot of passes being thrown due to the win, so we're going to be taking a look at that, recapping it a little bit, and then turning it forward here in the first hour. And then I'm also going to be going in-depth a little bit more on the unders that we're seeing in the NFL as well, just sort of the teams that have been very good to the unders. So we're going to be giving you that in both the first and the third hour. So we're going to have a little bit of a variety there in the second hour. We're really going to be hitting the NBA slate along with college basketball as well, hard and heavy. So... Got a lot there. And then 
we've seen a little bit of movement already with some of these lines for this upcoming week of the NFL as well. We're going to be giving you guys a little bit of that. So that's what we got on tap for the look at. But how about if we start by taking a little bit of a look back and then turning it forward with regards to Monday Night Football as it wound up being a game in which was pretty much a total slog, but the Patriots were able to get it done against the Buffalo Bills by a count of 14 to 10. This is really interesting, the fact that teams that wind up throwing five passes or fewer in the Super Bowl era are now 8-0-1 straight up. How that winds up working out, I have absolutely no idea, but it was the first time that we wound up seeing a team throw five passes or fewer, I believe since the Bills did so in 1982. So it has been a really, really long time since we've seen anything like this. Mac Jones goes two of three. So completed 66% of his passes. That's relatively so. But you just take a look at the team in general. And the Bills got exposed a little bit because we have been noticing that with Moss along Devin Singletary, they have been running the ball a whole heck of a lot. They had to try to run the ball a little bit more because you did wind up having the win. And anyone that wound up jumping on this over or wound up jumping on this under early on in the day, you were able to get a little bit of the better of the number, but it did not matter your number. And that's what I think is just so important when it comes to trying to be able to gauge whether when it comes to the NFL, because so many people are thinking, oh, if there's snow out there, it's going to lead to a little bit more of an under, but it's really the win that winds up doing it. You wound up seeing all the videos throughout the day. The wind was just absolutely howling during the game. As a result, teams really couldn't throw it well. The Buffalo Bills, they tried to. They wound up throwing it 30 times in this game. Meanwhile, you wound up having the New England Patriots throw it just three times, and they wound up having great success with it. And what I think is just so big with regards to the Patriots is that they wound up signing quite a few free agents in the offseason. You saw in the first couple weeks of the season, I feel like it's a little bit up for a debate. But personally, when I took a look at the Patriots, I saw a team with quite a bit of talent, but the pieces were still trying to get acclimated. It takes a little bit of time, regardless of the sport, when you wind up having moving pieces. It's this way with regards to college basketball, when you wind up having a bunch of transfers. Same goes for college football as well. You see this a lot of times, especially when it comes to the NBA as well. When it comes to the NBA, you wind up having these teams that are built on the fly. Typically, they're a little bit of fade towards the beginning of the year. Then as the guys wind up gaining a little bit of chemistry, as they wind up being able to go along, they wind up getting better and better. And we've seen this with the New England Patriots. There's always been the debate of, was it more Tom Brady or was it more Bill Belichick that led to all those Super Bowls when Tom obviously wound up going to Tampa Bay. And I still think that it's a case in which they were both just a match made in heaven. I think that Bill Belichick is one of the greatest coaches of all time. Tom Brady, obviously, the greatest quarterback that we have seen. So, I mean, it's just one of those things in which both of these guys were equally as important, in my opinion. I think that that's obviously up for debate. But getting back to it with regards to the Patriots, I mean, we've just seen Bill Belichick be able to pull out all the stops for this team. And now, all of a sudden, they are the betting favorite when it comes to odds to be able to win the AFC East. Coming into this game at DraftKings, you were finding the Patriots right around plus 110, plus 115-ish to be able to win the division. Meanwhile, the Bills were a minus 140 favorite. You heard it on the nightcap with Scott Seidenberg. Now the Buffalo Bills, to miss the playoffs, you're getting a big plus price, but I think it's a little bit less far-fetched than you might think. They're currently at plus 650 with regards to their odds to be able to miss the postseason. And I think he's onto something because you take a look at who the Bills are going to be playing next. 
oh yeah, that Tom Brady guy. Apparently he's relatively good. And you take a look at the Patriots. This is just a team that is rolling right now. They have been able to now rattle off five straight wins. They're really finding their peak form. And when it comes to the Buffalo Bills, they're still a relatively solid team. But when it comes to the Buffalo Bills as well, I do think that you are going to need to work on this run game a little bit more. You did wind up having Devin Singletary not necessarily do a ton for this team as the team's leading rusher in this game. Ironically enough, that would be Josh Allen. You could tell that he was trying to play in the wind, and he's a guy that he's dealt with inclement conditions, someone that wanted coming over from Wyoming, but certainly it wound up taking a little bit out of him. And with the New England Patriots, it's a team which is really being built on defense right now. I really like what they've done with Mac Jones just pretty much saying, okay, we are going to trust in you to make passes, but at the same time, the pressure is not all on him. It's sort of like what we wound up seeing with the New England Patriots in the early days of Tom Brady, and we've seen so many teams have success with it. You wind up having a team with a younger quarterback. I still think we can reference the Seattle Seahawks with Russell Wilson with this as well. They say, okay, we're going to have you just sort of do a few passes. We're not going to have you just wind up gunning it 40 times a game. It's not going to be a whole bunch of bombs or anything like that. Just nice controlled passes. Don't turn the ball over. Don't try to do anything that's outside of yourself. And right now the Patriots are having great success with it. And just take a look at the entirety of the AFC. We have really been waiting for someone to emerge because, I mean, there was a period of time in which the Tennessee Titans were holding down the best record with regards to the AFC. Things, as we know, are very much jumbled when it comes to the AFC. The Patriots are now finding themselves towards the top of the conference as well. We've seen the Chiefs be able to refine their form as well. I think that it is going to be a really interesting race. And I do think that there is some value on the Patriots moving forward just because we always notice it with regards to some of these teams that they are younger. They're on the rookie deals. It's that you are able to surround them with more pieces. The Patriots defense is right now one of the best units out there in the NFL. And I will say the Buffalo Bills defense is relatively solid as well. They did wind up inking Josh Allen to that new deal, but still it hasn't necessarily kicked in in full effect. As of right now, they've still been able to do a great job through the draft, but they do need to find a little bit more with regards to, in my opinion, being able to rush a passer because Greg Russo wound up having some great success early on during the season. That hasn't been there as much in recent weeks as well. And I do think that there is something to teams winding up peaking a little bit early. I mentioned this quite a bit on the Greg Peterson experience. We see it with Tom Brady-led teams every single year. When it comes to the New England Patriots, now the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, it always feels like early on during the years when when Tom Brady is under center, you wind up seeing his teams wind up perhaps losing a game or two that they shouldn't early on during the season. But you know what? They wind up peaking when it matters most, December, January, and then that big game in February. So that is something that you always want to be taking a look at as well. And there are just some teams that they know how to, I hate using the phrase because we always hear it with LeBron James-led teams, but, and I air quotes here, flip the switch when it comes to when they really need it most. And it does feel like it's a bunch in which, with the New England Patriots, they are finding themselves at the right time. As things have been going along, they've looked more and more comfortable. And you've seen it now with them being able to win a game in which they wound up having to throw just three passes. And I do think that Mac Jones, when a little bit more is going to be asked of him because there is going to be a coming a time in which he is going to need to, he's able to do so. Look no further than, ironically enough, that Tampa Bay Buccaneers game. 
when Mac Jones had to come up with a very good drive towards the end of the game, he was able to do so. The only problem was there was a little bit too much time left for Mr. Tom Brady, and you also wound up in that game as well. I believe that there was a long missed field goal, if I remember correctly, at the conclusion of that game as well. But Mac Jones certainly was able to do his job. I think that Mac is going to be able to do a serviceable job. We have never seen a rookie quarterback wind up making and winning the Super Bowl, but I I wouldn't say that they're going to be able to win the Super Bowl, but if there's a team with a good opportunity, I certainly think that it's that. And we're going to be taking a look at NFL features on the other side because we certainly have been seeing some very good play recently from the Kansas City Chiefs, even though it's not necessarily what we would expect from the Kansas City Chiefs. So we've certainly got to be hitting on that. But with that said as well, when you take a look at the flip side, when it comes to this race for the postseason, there's going to be a lot of teams that are live. And I happen to think that there's a team that is north of 8-1 to one that has a chance to be able to win their division because I was mentioning it a little bit earlier, the fact that you really don't have that dominant team out there in the AFC. Is it perhaps the Chiefs because of what they have done in the past? Is it perhaps the New England Patriots because of the way that they've been able to, because they have that coach, and Bill Belichick, the way that they've been able to play recently, they've looked like one of the hottest teams in the NFL. Is it perhaps someone else out there in the AFC, maybe one of those teams that are trying to contend like the LA Chargers? I'm not necessarily sold on them right now, but I'm certainly going to be hitting on that on the other side as we wound up seeing a great Monday night football game. So had to give a little bit of credence to that, but it is a look at. So now we've got to be looking forward as to what we're going to be seeing the rest of the NFL season. We're going to be diving into those features next right here on the look at on Visa, the sports betting network. At bed three, six, five, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar, whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. On a summer night in Paris, American artist Lee Krasner is drifting off to sleep when the phone rings. On the line, news that her husband, Jackson, is dead. Jackson, as in the painter Jackson Pollock, he might, to this day, be the most mythologized figure in American art. But how much of the story that we've been told about him is just that, a myth? On Death of an Artist, season two, Krasner and Pollock, the story about how the art world changed forever, and the story of the artist who reset the market for American abstract painting. Just maybe not the one you're thinking of. Listen to Death of an Artist, Krasner and Pollock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday, I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives. 
like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets. The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all. Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This, seg- this segment of The Look At is brought to you by Zint Nicotine Pouches. It is a fresh way to enjoy nicotine without the baggage of cigarettes, dip, or vape. No more smelling like an ashtray, no more spit cups, and no more batteries to charge or leaky equipment to deal with. Zint Nicotine Pouches are smoke-free, spit-free, and they are available in 10 varieties like spearmint, wintergreen, citrus, and many more. And for your convenience, each variety comes in two strengths, so that way you can easily find the satisfaction level that is perfect for you. Zen, America's number one nicotine pouch, is available in over 100,000 locations nationwide, meaning that it's never been easier to be able to find your Zen. So head over to zen.com slash find to be able to locate a store near you. That is zen.com slash find. And warning, this is a product that contains nicotine. And nicotine is an addictive chemical. We're back here on the look at it. It is myself, Greg Peterson, coming at you from lovely Las Vegas, more specifically Circa. Got to first things first, give a shout out to one of our men behind the scenes. Taylor hooked me up with a laptop charger because my laptop had died and he managed to have one on him. So good on him because I've got one of those laptops in which if you remember the old Macs with like the funky charger, it's really hard to find one of those. So he is the man. He winds up becoming the MVP of the night. So he gets a little bit of a shout out for me from that. But taking a look at taking a look at who might be the MVP for your bankroll if you wind up having some futures out there. I think that it is really interesting to just take a look at the AFC as an entirety because I was mentioning it. You really don't have that one breakaway team. We've seen it from the Kansas City Chiefs in the past. They certainly have been able to do a very nice job all season long with regards to being able to find their form. But if you're taking a look at them to be able to win the conference right now, they are right there with the New England Patriots. Both of these teams are not three to one. The Bills at five to one, I just can't get behind at this point just because I recognize that the Bills looked relatively solid last year, but I mean, we've seen it on Monday Night Football. We saw it in their loss against the Jacksonville Jaguars or a team that I've just soured on in general. I think that the Ravens at seven to one are relatively intriguing. From there, you've got the Chargers, the Titans, both at 10 to one. The Bengals are at 14 to one. The Colts at 22 to one. I think that 
if you're looking for a value play and a value play only, that would probably be, in my opinion, the best value. If you wind up playing out 100 times, which team would make you the most money over time? I probably would give it to the Colts because I don't think that the Colts are dead out there in the AFC South. When it comes to the AFC South odds, you've right now got the Titans at right around 20 to 25 to 1. You've got the Colts at plus 900. If you're looking for a little bit of a long shot to be able to win a division, I do think that it is the Colts. Now, I recognize that the Colts do not have the tiebreaker, so they are really going to need to take it to the rest of the teams that they wind up playing, and they're going to need the Titans to flail. The Titans are right now flailing. I mean, this is a Titans team in which they are just all sorts of bruised and banged up right now. Now, the Titans schedule, I wouldn't say that it's easy. I wouldn't say that it's difficult. It's neither here nor there, but when it comes to the Titans team, I've just very much soured on them throughout the season. And you take a look at who the Titans need to play. They're going to be playing against the Jaguars this week if they wind up losing this game. Then we can really make the case for the Indianapolis Colts. But, I mean, you just take a look at what the Titans have done recently. They have lost two straight games. I mean, losing on the road against the Patriots, that certainly is not a bad loss. I mean, I just mentioned it. They and the Kansas City Chiefs right now are your odds-on favorites to be able to win the AFC. But when it comes to losing that game by 23 points on the road, that's a little bit different. And then prior to that, they lost to the Houston Texans on their home field. And then the game before that, they knocked out the Saints by two at home. I mean, this is a Saints team that they're not going to be making the postseason out there in the NFC, in my opinion. If they do, I will be quite surprised as they're currently dealing with having Asa Mill up there at quarterback and Mr. Simeon. So it's just not been a good situation when it comes to the Tennessee Titans because you've got a wide receiver core that has darn near everyone out right now. As we know, Derek King Henry, he's out for the year. And you take a look at the Indianapolis Colts. They've actually been, I believe, the best over team in all of football right now. They've already played eight of their games to the over. And this is an offense that has been highly explosive. I absolutely love the way that Carson Wentz has been able to get down the offense. Obviously, first couple of weeks were a little bit rocky. I know that there was a big giant hubbub when he wound up coming out of that game relatively early. But you take a look at what he's been able to do, and he's just been able to rein it in with regards to being a little bit more efficient. He didn't necessarily do anything special in that game against the Texans that we wound up seeing last week, and he really didn't need to. But what he did was he didn't hurt himself. He didn't wind up throwing an interception. In four out of the last five games that he's played, he has kept a clean sheet, not throwing an interception. I think that that's just really big for the team because you just take a look at all the weapons that this Indianapolis Colts team winds up having. You've got T.Y. Hilton, who, when fully healthy, is a really good wide receiver. Problem T.Y. Hilton has been, he just has been a little bit injured. Obviously, Jonathan Taylor, he's been receiving a little bit of press as perhaps being up for MVP. Is he going to win the award? No, but at the same time, if you're looking for more offensive player of the year, hearing Cooper Cup coming into this week, they were both at two, plus 225. I think he should win that award. I think that that's actually relatively solid value. He's set up with a very good offensive line as well. And when it comes to the Colts, their defense is coming along for the ride. Now, when it comes to playing against the Houston Texans, once again, not necessarily great competition, but they held them scoreless. I think that Quiddy Pay is going to be able to provide a little bit more for the team. Coming into the year, I thought that he had a good chance of being able to win Defensive Rookie of the Year. Obviously, he has fallen down those those metrics, but with that said, having a fully healthy Darius Leonard as well, that is huge for the team. He's one of the more explosive linebackers in the NFL, does a great job of just being disruptive. He's able to give you a couple interceptions every single year as well. This guy is absolutely tremendous, and we've seen the secondary be able to step up as well. So 
someone like a Rocky Sin, someone like a Xavier Rhodes. These guys have been doing a little bit better out there when it comes to the secondary as well. So I do think that there's some relatively solid value there. When it comes to odds to be able to win the AFC itself, it's just one of those things in which I'd be staying away from some of the top teams just because I feel like we could see something very harebrained. I mean, we've seen it quite a bit in the NFL where you wind up seeing one of those teams wind up coming from the wild card and they wind up winning the whole shebang. And I think this could be one of those years when it comes to the AFC. I'm starting to warm up to the Kansas City Chiefs once again. And with the Kansas City Chiefs, it's just what we always see from Andy Reid coach teams. The defense always looks absolutely atrocious the first couple weeks of the season. But as the season goes along, it gets locked in and locked in more and more. And right now, this Chiefs defense is playing like one of the best ones in the NFL. And you know that this is an offense that they are going to be able to figure it out. The question is, what are they going to be able to figure out? Because I do think that if they're able to get Clyde Edwards-Hilaire fully healthy because he's been dealing with ailments recently, that is going to be able to help them out with a little bit more balance. Miko Hardman, he needs to step up for the team because when the Kansas City Chiefs were at full force the last few years, it's when you wound up having Sammy Watkins as a good number two to Tyree Kill. Obviously, you've still got Travis Kelsey. I know that some people have soured on him a little bit. I still think that he's one of the best tight ends in the NFL, but I just take a look at this Kansas City Chiefs team. I think that they're going to be just fine with regards to the defense. It's just a case of being able to find that ancillary piece, but you can tell that a lot of these teams out there in the AFC, they have been able to rediscover the book on them. If I were to take one team that I think should be able to win the AFC right now, it's it's a good old Ric Flair mentality. In order to be the champ, you got to beat the champ. And right now, I still give it to the Kansas City Chiefs. But I'd be looking a little bit further down the board at that. And then when it comes to the NFC, certainly you've got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers who have been able to emerge. Tom Brady is right now the runaway favorite to be able to win MVP, and rightfully so. This is a Buccaneers team in which the defense was a little bit underwhelming to begin the year. They've been able to lock in much better recently. And obviously, even though you're dealing with Antonio Brown being a knucklehead like Antonio Brown always is, it's still a very good receiving core as you've had Mike Evans, Chris Godwin be able to do a good job. Robert Gronkowski has been able to find the fountain of youth, being able to see him have that 100-plus yard game two weeks ago against Colts. I think that that was absolutely massive. And once again, it goes back to what I was talking about a little bit earlier with the Chiefs. This is a good defense that is all of a sudden finding itself now. You are going to need to have guys like Jordan Whitehead be available for this team. I think that William Golson has been dealing with a little bit of an injury as well. But when you've got Ndamukong Su and Vita Vea up there in that front seven, it is going to be very disruptive for all these teams. But I do almost think that we could wind up seeing a little bit of a rematch when it comes to the NFC of the Buccaneers and the Packers. Because with the Packers, you know what they've done a very good job of? They've very done a great job with their defense. Now, you've obviously got a guy in Aaron Rodgers that he knows what not to do. He knows to not turn the ball over. He has been highly efficient. But you take a look at the Packers, and they really haven't had a lot of explosiveness with regards to their offense as well. They've been able to get it done with their defense. And what is really scary about the Green Bay Packers is that they've been dealing with a bunch of injuries when it comes to their defense as well. Jair Alexander being out for much of the year due to injury. That's something that they've been able to overcome. I mean, heck, you take a look at it, and they were hoping to get a little bit of something out of Whitney Merciless. They really haven't gotten anything out of him. And yet the front seven with guys like Kenny Clark and company have been able to hold up at the point of attack. Now what is going to be key for the Packers is being able to find another solid option outside of Devontae Adams to be able to catch it. But I do think that there's going to be a little bit of value 
moving forward with regards to the Packers, but I certainly think that you're going to be able to find a lot of value along the way with a lot of these teams in the NFL because I could wind up seeing a case in which you wind up seeing one of these wild card teams that barely sinks into the postseason, perhaps be able to make the Super Bowl, provide you a lot of value there. You know what else provides a lot of value? Being able to get Mike Pritchard on this show. Mike Pritchard does absolutely terrific work over here at Beeson, and he is going to be joining me next right here on The Look At as you're listening to the Sports Bank Network, Beeson, or specifically The Look At. holiday offer is here right now when you sign up for our $99 mid-season football special you also receive a $20 credit to the VC store get all of our experts sports betting analysis insights and data for the rest of the football season plus $20 to be able to buy VEASAN sports betting hats shirts mugs and other great gear and other great gear hurry up this is a limited time offer so sign up now for the perfect sports betting holiday gift that is at VEASAN.com slash subscribe as we're back here on the look at it is myself Greg Peterson coming at you from lovely Las Vegas and it is great to be joined by our guests as Mike Pritchard does a great job every Monday through Friday I'm betting across America I know that you're able to hear him on weekends on this fine network as well typically he's holding it down with regards to point spread Sunday and Mike is joining me right now and Mike great to have you aboard thank you so much for staying up late with me of course Greg my pleasure great to be with you tonight man it is great to have you aboard, and it is great that we've got just so much wide openness when it comes to the NFL right now. Obviously, we wound up seeing the Patriots be able to best the Buffalo Bills on Monday Night Football. And what do you make out of the AFC picture? Because I take a look at things right now. Your betting favorites are the Patriots along with the Kansas City Chiefs. But when it comes to the AFC, I can't remember it being just quite this wide open. You know what, Greg? I, I think uh, I highlighted it on our show, Betting Across America, about the fact that the AFC was wide open uh, about three or four weeks ago. It, it just seems like it was trending that way. Uh, and what we never thought could happen is probably going to happen in terms of a 9-8 and eight team qualifying for the playoffs. I mean, if you look at the log jam, which is the AFC North, I mean, who's going to win that division? That's kind of crazy. Uh, you think about the Patriots and what they just did to Buffalo tonight. They take a commanding presence uh, within the AFC East. Uh, the AFC South, probably a two-team race, but I think the Tennessee Titans, as they get healthier, uh, will probably run away with that division. And then, and then the AFC West, I mean, because the Chargers got their win on the road against the Bengals, I know the Chiefs won against the Broncos. They got a better record, eight and four, but uh, the Chargers have a game in hand over the Chiefs because they got the head-to-head matchup within the division in which they won that opening game, that first game. Uh, so the rematch is going to be very interesting as well as all the other games uh, down the stretch here at the NFL schedule. I agree with you, and I think that the most wide-open division right now might wind up being the AFC South as well because, I mean, the Pittsburgh Steelers are a team that, They've been able to put it together. I think that Mike Tomlin might be doing his best coaching job ever with this team because they wind up losing three offensive linemen from the previous year. Ben Roethlisberger, let's call it what it is. He's really stinking old, and somehow, someway, they've been able to piecemeal this all together with Najee Harris still averaging fewer than four yards per carry, and here they are. The Cleveland Browns are a team that I just can't see it from with Baker Mayfield being so banged up, but... The Cincinnati Bengals have been able to put together some good work with regards to the Baltimore Ravens. It feels like the team in the division with the highest ceiling, but yet also the lowest floor as well. And 
I think that that is going to be such a fascinating race the final few weeks of the season. Oh, absolutely. Because the Ravens, they're getting so beat up uh, as a football team. Uh, it, they started the season that way. Uh, and, and, you know, uh, Greg, during the course of a season, we're talking about 17 games, right? And we, even though you got the bye week, uh, football is so tough. This is such a tough game uh, and injuries are going to happen. And, and I think the Ravens are going to be limping towards the finish line here. Uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers, you mentioned them, you know, Big Ben, uh, if this is his swan song and he's going to tap out after this and retire, uh, I think he's going to go down with the fight, even though it hasn't looked good and hasn't felt good. I, you know, the Steelers are well coached. Uh, they're disciplined. They're well coached. Enough talent uh, to compete within that division. And then I think the Browns are falling apart. And so here you go with the Bengals. You know, this young team surprising everybody this year already have seven wins. That's more than Zach Taylor, the head coach, has had in his first two years as a head coach. And, and so you look at this situation, even though they lost to the Chargers, they have a legitimate chance of winning their division this year. I agree with you. I think that it's going to be really interesting to see what we wind up seeing out of the AFC North. And I'm talking about how wide open the AFC is. I feel like the NFC is pretty open as well. The Arizona Cardinals, I think at full force, they're the best team in the NFC, but still, you've got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers who are sitting there. You've got the Green Bay Packers as well. I feel like it might be a little bit more top-heavy when it comes to the NFC, but once again, that's a division in which you could wind up seeing a wide variety of teams be able to come through, and what I think is going to be so fascinating is if the Packers are able to get home field advantage because I feel like it would mean so much more to them than pretty much any other team in the NFC. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I mean, if the Packers do get the home field and, and, you know, they're not foreign to that back-to-back seasons, 13 and three, now you got the extra game uh, and you had a bye week in in a situation in which the Packers uh, look to get right. It's no different than what happened uh, certainly with Tampa Bay last year. Uh, Tampa Bay with Tom Brady, the new quarterback there, uh, a culture change. Uh, they had some bumps along the way uh, in that road, but then after the bye week, they didn't lose another game until they won the Super Bowl and certainly getting through the Super Bowl. They didn't lose another game. So, uh, I, you know, the Packers are interesting. There's been talk about getting some key players back, uh, which is going to be exciting for the Packers because they're 9-3 and three without – uh, some key players, and I'm talking about key players, uh, we're talking about some Bakhtiaris and, and some really got good guys, key components that can make this team uh, one of the best teams in the league. And, and I, I do believe the Arizona Cardinals have the right mix of veteran players and youth uh, and enthusiasm and creativity, too. I'll give Cliff Kingsbury a lot of credit for what he's been able to do with that offense this year and Vance Joseph, the defensive coordinator, uh, doing a great job there as well with the Cardinals. So uh, I follow the quarterbacks in the NFC, and we look at Kyler Murray and, and and Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, and Dak Prescott. I mean, that's that's where my money's headed with those guys. Oh, I cannot blame you there. You've got a pair of guys in Tom Brady along with Aaron Rodgers. They both know how to be able to play good football in the postseason. Both of these guys have been so surgical as well. And you mentioned it with the Packers as well. What I've really been impressed with with them has been the defense. I mean, people that have been betting on unders with the Green Bay Packers, right now you made a lot of money as two-thirds of their games have went under. They have played eight unders to four overs. And if they're able to get back Jair Alexander, who has been out for a very long time, it doesn't sound like he's going to be coming back necessarily this week, but 
there's hope that they're able to get him back towards the end of the season. That'll make this team even more lethal. They were hoping to get a little bit of something out of Whitney Merciless. That really hasn't been the case. But when it comes to the Packers, them being able to play as well defensively as they've had with all of these injuries, that has really been one of the biggest surprises to me in the NFC. Absolutely. And you think about the fact that, okay, Aaron Rodgers did what Aaron Rodgers did in the offseason, uh, didn't go to training camp, and, and yet here he is in a position not only to, to lead his team to the playoffs, maybe a number one seed, but also perhaps in the MVP mix again. Uh, he's just an extraordinary quarterback. And for my money, when I'm betting, uh, you know, especially on Super Bowls or, or even divisional winners, you, you, quarterback leads the way. Uh, and I have to figure out for myself, for my pocketbook, my bankroll, which quarterbacks are getting better or, or lifting up or uplifting their teams uh, to a higher level, to the upper echelon. And uh, I can see that happening with Dak and the Cowboys, certainly. Uh, but more importantly, Aaron Rodgers, what he's got going on, Tom Brady, which, which he's been able to do. And then Kyler Murray, he's just, he's just an impactful player with that Cardinals football team. Oh, I agree with you. Kyler Murray has been absolutely superb right now. And when it comes to us being able to win the MVP right now, Tom Brady's number one. I think the main reason why is because Kyler Murray has just missed those couple of games. So that winds up yep. sinking him down the list a little bit. But when it comes to right now, if you were looking at the futures board right now, odds to be able to win the Super Bowl, I'll put you on the spot here. Who would you be putting <laughs> your money on as of right now? Because I can tell you right now, I was talking about this a little bit earlier in the show. I've got a really tough time figuring out who I would right now as well, because I could see a case in which you wind up having one of these wildcard teams in both the NFC and the AFC being able to sneak up, make that Super Bowl run. And if you wind up betting on them right now, well, you found yourself a whole ton of value. Sure, absolutely. Uh, okay, Tom Brady, I think, uh, obviously, that's the, the great answer right there. But he's been stumbling. You know, he's been throwing some interceptions. And, and I know with Gronk on the field, he must have Gronk on the field. If you see Gronkowski out for any reason, uh, th there goes the comfort for Tom Brady. I, I think with the Green Bay Packers and what Aaron Rodgers is able to do, that's something uh, that's sticking out to me. But then again, the Arizona Cardinals, I don't know if there's a lot of people believing that they're truly for real, uh, even though they're 10-2. and two. Uh, I, like I said, I, I think this quarterback, Kyler Murray, is so special, and he's got a complement of players to help them uh, get to that point in terms of chasing that Super Bowl victory. Uh, so these quarterbacks, the mainstays, I mean, Aaron Rodgers is a guy that certainly I'm going to keep a focus on. I don't, I don't blame you there. And the Green Bay yep. Packers already have a head-to-head -head win on the road against Arizona, even when they were a little bit banged up in that game as well, Mike. Great to be able to have you aboard tonight. You do a great job when it comes to betting across America, 3 to 4 p.m. Eastern time every Monday through Friday. And always great to have you on the look at. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much for having me. It was awesome. Mike does absolutely great work over here at the network. Always good to be able to have him aboard. And it is good that now we are able to take a look forward to this next week in the NFL coming up next. We're going to take a look at a few games that we've already seen a little bit of an early line move on. That's on the look at right here on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, 
Call 1-800-GAMBLER. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday, I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives. Like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets. The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all. Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. On a summer night in Paris, American artist Lee Krasner is drifting off to sleep when the phone rings. On the line, news that her husband, Jackson, is dead. Jackson, as in the painter Jackson Pollock. He might, to this day, be the most mythologized figure in American art. But how much of the story that we've been told about him is just that, a myth? On Death of an Artist, season two, Krasner and Pollock, the story about how the art world changed forever. And the story of the artist who reset the market for American abstract painting. Just maybe not the one you're thinking of. Listen to Death of an Artist, Krasner and Pollock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. that is now available on VEASAN.com for you to be able to keep up with all the key props. Head over to VEASAN.com to get current odds as well as the movement for each week with regards to trends and be able to find the best value. You're able to do this for tracking the odds for odds to be able to win MVP, Coach of the Year, Rookie of the Year, and so much more. Check out Prop Tracker, betting splits, key trends, and matchup data for every single game. That is now at VEASAN.com slash NFL. As we're back here on the lookout, it is myself, Greg Peterson, filling in for Scott Seidenberger. Did a terrific job on the nightcap. And speaking of doing a terrific job, Mike Pritchard joined me in the last segment, brought the, once again, he always does a terrific job on this network on betting across America, does a lot of work on our NFL Sunday coverage as well. So big thanks to him for joining me in the last segment. Now let's take a look at some of these games that we've seen a little bit of movement on with regards to 
some of these lines. And I do think that it is interesting because I always think that when it comes to any sport, whether that be the MLB, whether that be college basketball, NFL, trying to take a look at some of these openers, it is one of the more important things that you can do. And we've seen a couple of moves already with regards to some of these odds. Right out here at Circa, you wind up seeing the San Francisco 49ers wind up opening up a one-point favorite. Now they are a one-point underdog. This is a relatively pick em game. And as a matter of fact, if you want to go back even further, some of the look-at lines, they wound up having the 49ers as a two-and-a-half-point underdog. Now you're finding this as a relatively pick em game. And I think that this is fascinating because both of these teams, they badly need it. These San Francisco 49ers are clinging on for one of those wild-card spots. No if ands or buts about it. They're not going to be able to win the division. Meanwhile, you take a look at the Bengals, and I like the way that they have looked this year. Jamar Chase to or the Joe Burrow to Jamar Chase duo that has been able to work out very well for this Bengals team. And when you take a look at Cincinnati, it's been one of the more, I think, sneaky defenses is the best way of being able to put it. It's not a team of which you necessarily have those flash players, but they've been able to do a good job of holding up. Now the question is, are they starting to get exposed a little bit more? Because it does feel like this Bengals defense is very feast or famine. You just take a look at the last, we're going to call it now seven weeks. They give up 11 points to the Lions. They give up 17 to the Ravens. They then give up 34 to the Jets. They give up 41 to the Browns. And then they wind up giving up 13 to the Raiders, 10 to the Steelers, and 41 to the Chargers. There is no in-between with this defense, but I still haven't necessarily fully bought in on the San Francisco 49ers myself. If I'm looking at anything, I'd probably be taking a look at an under in this spot. Obviously, we're going to see how this winds up moving around. Right now, you're seeing a lot of totals right around a 47.5. And it's not that Jimmy G is a bad quarterback by any stretch of the imagination. I think that he gets a little bit more flack than what he deserves. And you take a look at what he's been able to do recently. It's been a little bit up and down. But what I think is going to be so key is him being able to cut down on the turnovers. You wound up seeing it when the 49ers wound up losing to the Seattle Seahawks. Wound up throwing a pair of interceptions. It always feels like he has a little bit of a tougher time on the road than he does at home. And you've got to wonder if some of those recent wins that the 49ers wound up having, it was maybe because they wound up coming against a little lesser competition because take a look at that game against the Jaguars. He looked very solid. Now I will say, the Minnesota Vikings, I feel like they're a little bit of a jury's out team right now because with the Vikings, they've got some good attributes to them, but that's a defense that may have fallen on some tough times last year two years under Mr. Mike Zimmer. So that certainly has been a little bit of an issue for them. But I do take a look at this 49ers team, and I'm just not necessarily fully bought in on this offense. And when I take a look at the Bengals, I think that they should be able to win this game by a minimum of field goal. Now, you are dealing with a couple of ailments when it comes to both of these teams as well. We should be knowing a little bit more about the status of Debo Samuel because he and Fred Warner, if they're not going in this game, oh boy, that is going to be really difficult for the 49ers to be able to pull anything else. But as of right now, I do think that there is some relatively good value on the Bengals you want to be taking a look moving forward because if Warner and Samuel wind up being out again, well, then you're looking at really a lot of value when it comes to the Bengals, but at the same time, you're going to be playing a little bit of a premium. The one that you're seeing right now, that might wind up getting hiked up. So that is certainly one in which I'm going to be keeping a close eye on. We're going to be also keeping a close eye 
on what we're going to be getting with regards to this Vegas Raiders versus the Chiefs game because this is a total that has dropped big time. You wound up seeing out here at Circa, the opening total was 49.5. It has dropped to 48. Heck, I know that there were some look at lines that wound up having this north of a 50 with regards to the total, and it just keeps coming down and down and down. We're right now seeing a mixture of about 48.5 and 49 right now, and I do think that it is correct because we just see it time and time again. When it comes to Kansas City Chiefs, they wind up being lackluster on defense to begin the year, and as the season goes along, it goes better and better and better. Now, when it comes to the Raiders, they have been a relatively solid team to the over, just really in the last couple of years in general. The Raiders have tried to stick some assets into that defense, and it hasn't necessarily panned out because they wind up reaching for draft picks every single year. I have no idea how, I have no idea why, but the Raiders, every single time they wind up saying, ooh, we've got a pick in like the mid-first round. Let's reach for this cornerback that shouldn't go until day number three. That seems to be what the Raiders wind up doing. I don't know how. I don't know why. But they've done it time and time again. And here's a shocker. It hasn't necessarily panned out for them. But you do take a look at this Raiders team. And you do have some solid pieces on offense. What I think is going to be really critical is if they can get Josh Jacobs back to full health. Because this is a Raiders team that they do wind up setting up the play action a little bit, obviously. That whole Henny Ruggs situation, that has certainly hurt them. But when it comes to Josh Jacobs, I think that he could be a little bit of a difference maker for this run game in general. You saw him last week against the Washington football team. He was able to put up four yards of carry. He was able to give the team a touchdown. So he was able to do a relatively solid job on the offense. Just really was uncharacteristically not able to fire on all cylinders because you just take a look at the defense. You've right now got Corey Littlejohn and Dezel Perryman a little bit banged up. Carl Nassib is currently out of the fold. So this is a bruise and batter bunch. So they are going to need to try to give as much rest as humanly possible to this defense. And you just take a look at the Kansas City Chiefs. The really lone outburst that we've seen from the Kansas City Chiefs when it comes to their offense, guess who it came against? You guessed it. The Raiders, a 41 spot that they wanted putting up a few weeks ago. So I think that there's an interesting angle there. And it's just one of those things where I feel like we do it a lot with regards to the NBA. You just know at some point LeBron James-led teams are going to find it. It's just a matter of when. And it's just a matter of how effective it's going to be in the postseason. I feel like it's that way with the Chiefs offense. You know that these guys are going to be able to figure it out. Question is, what is it going to look like? And at what week? I think that this could be the week that the Chiefs wind up figuring it out. And I'm someone that I've been taking a lot of unders when it comes to the NFL. You just take a look at it this year. 50% of games have wound up going under in the NFL. And in the final hour of this show, I'm going to be highlighting some of these teams that have been very good to the under, discussing why that's been. So we're going to be having that coming up in this show as well. But when it comes to the Kansas City Chiefs, I mean, it's just been absolutely amazing what we've seen out of this team. Now, I feel like the 12 interceptions at Patrick Mahomes, that's a little bit misleading. I mean, how many of these how many of these interceptions have won off the hands of his wide receivers? I would have to think at least half of them. Now, you take a look at the Chiefs in past years. They were probably a little bit lucky with defenders not being able to pick off Patrick Mahomes. So, you sort of take a look at things. I know that in baseball, especially, you talk a lot about regression and there was there a little bit of regression that was probably due for the Chiefs? Absolutely. But at the same time, it is one of these things as well that it's been a little bit unlucky for them. And you take a look at Patrick Mahomes. He's been able to rein it in a little bit more. So I think that this is an intriguing spot right now with what I'm seeing, especially if you're able to get a sub 49, one of these 48 and a half, like I'm seeing currently at DraftKings, like I'm seeing at a couple books out here in Las Vegas. I do think that there's some relatively solid value there. 
And what else I think is really intriguing is that we've seen a little bit with regards to this Atlanta Falcons versus Carolina Panthers game because you did wind up seeing this number winding up opening at three at a lot of spots. You had a couple straight two and a half, but mostly a three. It has been holding relatively steady. I think that there were a lot of look at lines that wound up having this at a two and a half, but let me tell you, at a three, I certainly do like the Carolina Panthers if this does wind up raining back into a two and a half. I like it even more. I just take a look at this Atlanta Falcons team and there aren't a lot of redeeming qualities to it. They've been using Cordero Patterson as right now their lead running back and Cordero Patterson was a good kicker turner back in the day for this team and I'll give him credit. He's looked relatively solid as a running back, but when that's the main guy that you're relying upon, that's not necessarily great. Calvin Ridley, he's been out for a very long time. You wish him absolutely nothing but the best, but when it comes to an on-field product, it does put the Falcons behind the eight ball. Kyle Pitts has been able to do some nice work after he wound up having a little bit of a rough start to the year, but Matt Ryan doesn't have a great offensive line around him. He certainly is not moving around very much. The Falcons have had their deficiencies on defense. Those were exposed by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers over the weekend. Now when it comes to Carolina Panthers, they themselves have their issues, but I do think that when it comes to Cam Newton, he's going to be able to get down the offense a little bit more. I think that the bye week wound up coming at a very opportune time for this team because they absolutely needed it. Now I think that you're going to see a Cam Newton, which is a little bit more just, just locked in. When it comes to this offense, I think that that is going to be able to help them out because you've got a Carolina Panthers defense that I do have a relatively good amount of faith in, and I certainly have no faith whatsoever in the Falcons. So being able to get a two and a half to a three, I think is going to be relatively solid there. What else is relatively solid? Talking some hoops. In the second hour of the look at, we're going to be touching upon a lot of college basketball along with a lot of NBA. That's coming up next right here on Beeson, the Sports Betting Network. This is Beeson. This is Beeson. This is Beeson. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You may know Jackson Pollock, the painter famous for his iconic drip paintings. But what do you know about his wife, artist Lee Krasner? On Death of an Artist, Krasner and Pollock, the story of the artist who reset the market for American abstract painting, just maybe not the one you're thinking of. 
Listen to Death of an Artist, Krasner and Pollock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts.